I have to be delusional enough to think people are going to listen to this. It's thunderstorming outside. There's lightning. Hit me with it. Come on. How smart can you be when you have huge man tits? Okay, Ham. Go put your pronouns and go sit in the corner. I'll take care of this. It's just common sense. Hello there, Mr. Brosiden. How are you doing? Coco. Hi. How are you? <laughs> doing so well. And thank you so much for taking the time to do this special episode of Commoner Sense, where I am the guest. So I have chosen Mr. Bro Seiden to be the interim host. So he can ask me some questions and the audience can learn a little bit more about me instead of me just questioning people on end. So with that, Mr. Bro Seiden, why don't you introduce yourself to the people just in case they don't know you? Sure. Well, first and foremost, thank you. I'm honored that you chose me uh, to be to be the one to interview you for this for the switcheroo this Freaky Friday. Um, for anyone that doesn't know me, I uh, also like to consider myself a Twitter personality. I run a supplement company that I tweet about a lot. Uh, sometimes I talk about social interaction, sales, marketing, all that kind of stuff. Um, but my friend Coco here, Commoner, and I have have become friends over the last year and a half, and uh, that leads me to actually. The first question I want to ask you is, why me? Why'd you pick me? And I know that may be a little bit making this about me for a second here, but <laughs> I'm genuinely curious. It was a very quick decision. I wanted to pick someone that I had spoken to live several times before, which we had. And yes. also, I feel like we have a very comfortable rapport, even in DMs, tweeting. We have a very similar sense of humor. And, you know, you're Brand is also like social interaction. So for a lot of reasons, it seems to be the right choice. Um, I don't regret it yet, but, you know, there's still time. We have a lot of time. I could blow this. <laughs> cool. All right. So let's get into it. Let's jump into questions, right? <laughs> let's start with a big one. What is coming in 2024? Um, let me just add some commentary before we you answer that. Um, you've done a really good job, a fantastic job of growing something out of nothing, right? You started commoner i did you start in 2022 or 2023 the podcast 2022 yeah 2022 you've been grinding at this and now you have a real brand right you're starting to pick up things are starting to spin out you're you're moving into other platforms uh and and it's been awesome to watch but i'm curious what's the plan for 2024 is it to take on joe rogan what do we got <laughs> so great question mr bro Seiden. so i'm a little bit at a crossroads i made the decision a few weeks ago to start the commoner sense only channel the reason why I did that is because I didn't think that the podcast was getting its fair share of impressions on my existing YouTube channel because those subscribers are really coming from my political shorts now. And so they're not likely to click on a podcast about um, online arbitrage or how to handle yourself in social interactions, for lack of better words. They're very politically active. They're a little bit older. They're mostly men. So they weren't giving the podcast the clicks that I think it deserves. So in order to grow the audience of the podcast, I felt like I needed to do a dedicated effort to it. And so far, I'm really happy with how that's going. I've noticed that new people are coming and they're watching more than one clip from different guests across the board so so far i'm pretty happy with how that's going and no regrets there and i have piles and piles and piles of content after doing almost 50 episodes so there's not a lot of risk there so definitely continuing the podcast into 2024 in terms of the other stuff that i am working on the main thing that i'll continue to do albeit a bit 
despairingly is the political shorts because they're the most successful. But what I really need to do and what I could use your help, Mr. Brosiden, is selling a goddamn product because I'm building (laughs) up the audience. I'm starting to monetize just the pure eyeballs, which is great because it's pure profit. It makes me feel good, but it's a funnel with nowhere to go. So if you have any thoughts as to how I can actually monetize my slightly middle-aged, mainly male, politically active audience, please let me know. Sure. Um, first and foremost, it's awesome to hear. And I think that, you know, in my humble, unexperienced opinion, inexperienced opinion, um, the brand message and keeping on brand and, and switching it up and with a fresh start, I think is really smart. Because uh, who knows if you had like violations early or something too on that YouTube channel, the original one. So it sounds like you're you're making the right moves. Um, to answer your question directly, like obviously there's you know, right now on the internet, it's the wild west. Everyone's buying everything. There's so much monetization. But with that, like older male audience, um, you know, I, I'm getting there myself. But <laughs> I, I feel like apparel with funny political things sells really well. You know, like like any like Joe Biden looking silly on a shirt, like like you know, uh, yeah, Trump with the Terminator body, like those kind of things. Like they uh, they 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 seem to be uh, an easy way to go about it, but we can talk about more this more. Um, I really think that you have a platform that will do well for that too. You, you develop trust. You really show that you know what you're talking about. The way you out arguments is really sound. And also I think it's really rare, you know, that a female uh, of the, of a relatively younger age, uh, you know, has such a, a strong head on their shoulders and, and strong views. So the future is yours friend. Well, I'm aging out of interesting quickly. Oh, Just, I keep it. looking at the clock. Um, oh, stop it. But no, I totally agree. I, and there's, again, there's no risk in doing that. I set up a Teespring shop. I hire someone or make some of my own designs and I just see if it works. One thing I've been yeah. trying to do, which I, I did it accidentally, is it's not super conservative, all of my shorts. A lot of it is just like, I hate everybody. So that makes a really interesting audience because they argue with each other in the comments, but they're following me. So they want to see the both sides made fun of. So I think there's an opportunity to make stuff that's like tribeless merch instead of I hate Joe Biden, which, you know, great. Yeah, and like, like, <laughs> like you have like the Spider-Man meme, like pointing at each other, exactly, like I hate that everyone and they both stuff. hate me. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. the desensitized person, I'm thinking that's more so my lane, but we'll see what sells. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. And I, I like that angle. Um, That actually brings me to, I guess, another question that kind of piggybacks off this so 2024 expanding the podcast you have the content made you have kind of your direction what's the future look like right do you want to be the next barstool sports like what what do you want to do in terms of growth so the thing is with podcasts is that they're incredibly competitive and they're very difficult to monetize beyond selling merch and advertising space. So right now, typical podcast across all platforms is getting 400 to 500 listeners, which I think mm-hmm. is pretty awesome from yes. being anonymous, from being my age, whatever, my lack of industry depth of knowledge. And then you have a broke, which goes past 10,000. So that was the craziest episode by far. In order to make any money, you got to be over a thousand views every single week. So I'm like getting there. But yes, you are. The reason for the YouTube channel is to grow the audience because I do think I am kind of expanding to the edges of the jungle Twitter universe, unless I get some really cool guests that bring in their own audience. But I got to go out there and hunt for my own fish. 
So all that is to say, it doesn't take me a ton of time to do this. I enjoy it. And I believe in like the quality of the conversations that have been had. So I'm going to keep trying it. Do I think I'm going to be Joe Rogan? No. Do I think I could make a nice little advertising gig three or four years from now that I can do remotely with a baby on my hip? Maybe. So I think that's where the podcast would end up. The political shorts, honestly, those are those are much more scalable and even faster. So if I really did what Jester told me to do and posted two or three shorts per day, I could make a nice little nugget a month doing just that in probably two or three years. But again, it's soul draining. I need to hire someone to do it. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess like in that same thread, right? So you just said that it's not that hard to do and whatnot, but I, you know, as a brand owner, I am also starting to delve into the world of making videos, right? Uh, anyone listening, if you look on TikTok, you can see my ugly mug <laughs> and, uh, and what I've been doing with, with strategies with the videos, but it's, it's one of the hardest things is pumping out video content and pumping out content, editing videos. I shouldn't say hard, most time consuming things is a, mm. is a better way to go about it. So I ask you, how do you make your videos? What is like your process for that? So I'll explain the podcast and then I'll explain maybe shorts and if I do like a longer form video as well. So for the yeah. podcast, I pick my guest or the guest reaches out to me. I write questions to prepare for the podcast. We sit down and we record and then I go back through and the editing process can take a while. So normally we talk from anywhere between an hour, hour and a half, three hours if you're Bowtied Ranger and you're in my closet but <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, and then I edit it back down to 40 to 50 minutes and that can be very time consuming, but I think yeah. it really improves the experience for the listener. For me, it makes everything sound better. So that, that probably takes three or four hours a week to do that. Actually exporting the animation, pretty tough. Takes forever. Not tough. It just is like your computer is out of commission for two hours to export it and then upload it to YouTube. And then for a short or for a long form video, if it's long form, I'll write it first and I try to batch the videos that I write. So if I have a couple of ideas, I'll sit down and I'll write for two or three hours and bing, bing, boom, joke, stat, quip, video, like super, super fast. Then I will sit down and record it for my mic for those three videos. And then I get into the process of finding content that already exists and putting it into the videos because uh, clever. I don't want to sit there and draw a cartoon for a frame that I absolutely don't need to. I only want to draw when it's really funny or if I absolutely have to, it takes too long. So what I found is that if you start videos with a clip from the whatever podcast or Ben Shapiro saying something and then you combine it next to Joe Biden. So it's a little bit like a short and that's your intro for your video. Then you can put in a picture that slowly moves across the screen as you say something for 15 seconds. And then you put in another clip of someone else talking about it and you add your little quip on top of it. So what I'm really trying to minimize is the amount of drawing and visuals I have to create. I want to pause a video, talk over it, draw a circle on it, move on kind of thing. So, yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I mean, AI makes that kind of easy now too, right? Like you mm -hmm. need an image. You literally just say like, hey, give me an image of a presidential looking man standing in China. 
I don't know, something like that. So it, it, it's pretty cool that, mm -hmm. that you can get that, but that's, that's quite the process. Anyone listening, that was just serious alpha right there. <laughs> she just saved you a lot of time. If you're looking to get into this. And um, on that note, one thing yeah. I was thinking about is I have this library of videos that I have already clipped. And so they're like iconic moments. For instance, when Trump said, yeah, cause you'd be in jail. I use that video all the time for a, uh, different things are like such a good clip <laughs> like ha got him like those stupid vines like I have all yeah. of those already clipped sound effects things like that and so I'm considering selling that library of stuff that I've created for the past two years doing this so if there's any interest let me know and I will compile a zip file and put it on the internet for you to buy yeah anyone listening let us know you know we're we're getting into the nitty-gritty here so i have one last question around all of this and it, i don't want it to sound like a loaded question <laughs> but given what you've stated right like you've gone kind of hot and cold with what you're doing right like you're saying on the one hand you like it and it's not that hard but on the other hand it's a lot of work mm -hmm. and it's a grind so why podcasts oh good question so so I stumbled into video content accidentally. I made one video that did well because Bowtie Bull retweeted it. So then I made another and another. Then I got an iPad. I started drawing. So I kind of stumbled into video creation for that reason alone. And then I offhandedly tweeted, maybe I should do a podcast because it's another kind of form of audio content where you're describing something. And Bowtie Jester, who I respect so much, was like, you need to do that. So I lined up three guests and I said, okay, I'll try it. And I got a lot of listeners. I was shocked. And so then I just like, well, this is easy. I can make one of these a week. And then I just kept going from there. And I also think that a lot of people in the jungle who are successful are leaders in their field or they have 20 years of experience. Gator is a celebrity dentist. Broke is a real estate mogul. I'm a 23-year-old. I don't have, especially when I started, the informational background. I don't have a drink I can sell or a supplement that I've been taking for 15 years. I didn't know what else I could really offer other than asking really good questions and being interested and taking the time to edit, curate, and upload. And so that's where I was able to add value younger, I think. Um, so that's how I ended up doing it. And now it's just like, I look forward to it. I enjoy it. And I've seen some progress with it. That's awesome. And let me just say, and I'm not just blowing smoke because I'm on your podcast. You're quite good at it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you had a natural inclination towards this and it really shines through. Mm -hmm. uh, you just keep Thank it you. natural. You ask good questions. And also you have the uncanny ability to listen, which is so rare. Mm -hmm. So thank you. I appreciate that. You. Yeah, of course, friend. It's 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 genuine. Let's shift gears a little bit. Mm -hmm. We've been we've been getting in the nitty gritty. Um, so I know you said your audience is expanding. So for those who may not be familiar and follow cause of political things, the jungle, if you hear that being referenced, uh, is I guess you would call it like an online community. It's just a bunch of people on Twitter that stay anonymous and usually pick a niche and something they have a pretty good expertise in. Uh, but the anonymous part has to do with having no judgment, you know, just judging people based off the quality of the information that they put forward, kind of like a pure meritocracy type deal. And uh, a lot of us that you'll hear on this podcast and Commodore and I met through it is uh, are from that community. So with that said, uh, first and foremost, why did you join the jungle? Like, what was the draw to a bunch of, you know, dudes on the internet talking mm -hmm. about crypto? 
Yeah. So I joined the summer of 2021. I had followed Cernovich um, during 2020 when the world ended and I was locked in my house. And then I ended up at Bowtie Bull through Cernovich and I just wanted to learn more about crypto. So I signed up for the newsletter and I think everyone says this, but he told me, don't worry about the price of Bitcoin. Worry about the fact that you're broke and that you need to start a business or you're never going to make it. You're going to die. You'll never get to this cool island. So I said, okay, fine. My internship was remote. I'm bored out of my mind. I'll make this account. And I think that this doesn't get talked about enough anymore, but the early days of the jungle were so awesome. And I know you joined in 2022, I believe, Brosiden. So I don't think you were around for this, but this was back no. when Bowtie Ox had like 1,500 followers. We would do spaces in Discord chats like every week in the summer. And it was just, you had to have a screw loose to do this. This was way before it was cool. Nobody was making money. It was just like all of these fans of Bowtie Bull made a Twitter account. And as someone who had been locked in my house and, you know, as a girl, as a very conservative girl, and just as a little bit off from my peer group for most of my life, and especially during COVID when I everyone was telling me I was crazy and I was like, no, I'm not crazy. What, why can't you see this? It was mind boggling to me that there were so many people who totally agreed with me and I found them by making this cartoon animal account and I wasn't crazy and that was the best part about it um, to start and then of course all those amazing things that come from independence sovereignty making your own money all those types of things but back then it was just like finding this really really good group of people instantaneously on the internet that's awesome what a story so I guess you kind of hinted at it but like I know personally this community has quite literally changed my life, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was somebody who had a lot of these interests just like you. And, you know, it was kind of like, hmm, not a lot of people in my everyday life kind of line up. And then I found all these people that it lined up and I was like, oh, this is great. Mm -hmm. um, so with that said, what about you, right? Like how has this impacted you directly? You've kind of mentioned some things indirectly, right? About how you started this podcast and whatnot, but I want to hear like a straightforward answer. Like what? what impact has this had on your life? I would say that I am on a completely different path had I not found the jungle. If I had not joined the jungle, I would have gotten the corporate job that I have now. And I probably would have just been on that conveyor belt, gone to business school, gone up through the ranks and been a working mom, working really tough hours with a husband and three kids and going to private school and like doing that really expensive driven lifestyle and thinking that that was success. And I never would have even ended up where I am now, where my entire routine is different. When I get up, I'm not thinking about my nine to five. I'm thinking about my side hustle. It's my number one focus outside of my family. Um, and I think starting so young where I never fully dived into workplace culture like I've always had one foot out as soon as I started my career so there was no opportunity for me to like get sucked into the culture and get lazy or complacent like I started with one foot out so I think I was really really lucky 
to start so young because of that reason. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, you are. I, I had that realization like 10 years later. Um, granted, I was always someone with one foot out too, but I relate to that so much. And that, that's awesome to hear. You know, you have you have the whole world in front of you. And that's it's really inspiring. And anyone listening to this, you're also, it's never too late, right? For Never. You know, commoners younger, but I'm 32 with a wife and kids and whatnot. So I started a business this year too. We yep. all can do it. Just do it. Uh, all right, let's have some fun. Let's talk about people in the jungle. <laughs> so first one, who's the funniest to you? Who makes you laugh the most? Um, Who is the absolute funniest? I think Quaka is really funny. Sometimes this Mort, Mort will come with one of those videos. That I was just going to say like you. Mort is so underrated. He's the nicest guy. And he has asked to be my unpaid intern three times. And I told him unpaid interns can't have unpaid interns. But I appreciate him so much. And I would just like to shout him out. Such a nice guy. Super funny. I agree. What about who's the most out there? Who's like the person that's the most like I would never have interacted with someone like this? if I White wasn't. bat. Boy, <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> My boyfriend made me block White Bat. He said, it's the jungle or White Bat. You have to block him. <laughs> he was just it. replying to me with really inappropriate like pictures and messages. And my boyfriend kept seeing them. And he's like, nah, no more. <laughs> you got to stop doing that, buddy. <laughs> um, all right. I got one more uh, in this thread. Whose content has most directly contributed to your success? Jester. That makes sense. What a genius. Shout out, Jester. I know sometimes we butt heads, buddy, but I love you. <laughs> we're going to start a Jester's like, followership group. Like he's like, Yoda and we're the Jedi. Yeah, because Vampire Deer gets a lot of help from him as well. So it'll Shout be a Shout out Vampire Deer, pre-sleep, yeah. great supplement, awesome sleep supplement. Shout out Vampire Deer. Uh, I'm just going to keep – I want to rapid fire some <laughs> random stuff at you. What else do I got in my head? All right, what's with the whole Hey Soul Sister thing? I saw somebody put that as a question they wanted me to ask you, and I actually don't even know if I know the origins of it. Okay, so for those who don't know, whenever like a song request is asked for, or I don't know, just anytime there's a meme about music, I always suggest Hey Soul Sister by Train. So I do <laughs> like that song. But I think the first time I did it was just to screw with someone like I heard it or it was across the street on a billboard or something. And so I did that one and I got so much crap for it that it's just become part of my brand. It's Hey Soul Sister. I don't even like that song that much, but. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So you've given us a lot of information on how much you do. I know you work a demanding job because I see you complain about it sometimes. Like <laughs> we all do. You do this podcast. You live with your boyfriend yada 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 what do you do for fun what does commoner do on a saturday afternoon when she's got nothing to do and she's like i want to enjoy myself if i really want to let loose i'll pay nine dollars to go play in the um rec soccer league so they have this thing where like Sweet. they set up um a soccer like a pickup soccer you have to pay six bucks or something and you can play and it's all guys and i just tear it up a little bit and then i come home and then That's I make great. like a pot roast and maybe a cake. I'm a big baker. That sounds like a day. Have and a then day. I watch Downton Abbey with my boyfriend and then I write videos and I go to bed. That sounds awesome. Did you know that I was a soccer player too? I did. I did know that for some reason. Look at us. Yeah. And then I tore my ACL at 32 playing soccer. So that's. Oi. 
That's tough. <laughs> I never did. I was close, but I never did. Dock on some freaking wood right now. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, let me let me drop a little ADHD random fact for you. Okay. Do you know why women tear their ACLs more than men? Because we have a... childbearing hips. That is exactly right. Look at you, you smart individual. I know. Like of all the girls I played soccer with, sixty-five percent of them tore their ACLs. Like it's an epidemic. I watched the docu like a quick documentary on this, and it's what you just said, right? Because your your uh, thigh, your femurs are not straight down like men's are, and they come out a little bit. It puts more strain on the knee. And also the fact that people are only playing one sport and they're not cross training, they are doing the same motion so much more, and that puts more strain on it instead of you went and did swimming or something for a season it's crazy like finding out all this stuff of all these smart people that were around i feel like i'm just so much smarter now right than <laughs> you like just being yeah. on this corner of the internet i have learned so much from the podcast itself i mean if you think about it like I, what people hear is only 40 minutes but i've talked to someone for an hour and a half i talked to bowtie broke for an hour and a half or gator for, like crazy things i should not be able to do at my age and tenure but so cool i mean this genuinely gator is one of my favorite people i've ever met in my whole life gator if you're listening i love you buddy he was so disarming um and so nice on the podcast so a lot of times when i do the podcast it's definitely all about the guests and i completely understand that but he made a point of asking me a lot of questions back so he's like but like how did you end up here it's super interesting someone at your age ended up here and like he what do you think about this like he doesn't need to ask my opinion it was just very nice and he's just a nice guy he's just so good it's that dentist chair he's so used to asking people questions and he's, he's like a celebrity dentist yeah, he, he's big shit he's, big he's shit. like top dog wherever he yeah. is yeah yeah i mean he literally reinvents dentistry and people try to come at him for it it's crazy, crazy. it's a pretty important one and i think this will be a cool takeaway especially um you know given that you have so much experience now with this what would you say is a mistake that almost every business owner will make, right? Like we are in this corner of the internet where you have myself, ecom, we got people doing SaaS, newsletters, courses, podcasts, right? Like what do you think most people do? Um, Giving up. That's, That's probably huge. the only piece of advice I feel experienced enough to give. I was looking at my goals for 2023 and the big one, was monetization on YouTube and I did get that. But, you know, beyond that, growth wasn't super good. Um, the money itself was nice that it came in, but it wasn't a lot of money by any means. So I was a little disheartened, but then I added, didn't give up because it was a really tough year. I think it was a tough year for a lot of people. And if you're still kicking, you're still kicking, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is from personal experience. Um, I've you know, gone on both sides of the coin on this. And I think this is something that doesn't get talked about enough because it's not sexy to talk about with business. It's money management. So I think beginners are quick to spend money on stupid stuff and scared to spend money on important stuff. What do I mean by that? I mean, people are quick to spend $1,000 on a website template right? Or like to get their logo made, but they're scared to spend a thousand dollars testing ads mm -hmm. or a thousand dollars, you know, having a creator 
make videos for you. And like, as you know, and I know, as we're in this game and we keep growing, like that's the stuff that actually matters, right? The, the, mm -hmm. like, no, like the product has to be good, but people need to hear about it and come see it or it doesn't matter. And I think that money management in both of those capacities is something that you can, you're going to have to learn it. You're going to have to do it to really learn it, but at least you can listen to folks like us that are going through this and kind of glean like, Hey, you need to spend money to make money, but you also don't need a thousand dollar logo. There's a common ground on both. You can get a free logo from Adobe that is 85% of your final logo for absolutely free. Like things like that, you just do the duct tape version. Yeah, man. Or Canva too. I, I've done Canva for so yeah, many Canva, things. Canva, totally. $13, that app. It's it's incredible for, for the price. And I need to learn Adobe a little bit more. So it's a little intimidating if we're being honest to go in there but you draw on your ipad right so for adobe you just put in the name the name and like the slow slogan that you want to use and it will produce images or you can select from clip art uh, you don't have to draw anything it's a logo maker wow yeah that's cool see so. you're teaching me things yeah you, you kind of gave it a little bit about business but i was just curious like if there's anything else that you would want to give like like or if there's one takeaway let's make it simpler if there's one takeaway that you want someone to grab from this conversation that we've just had, what would you say? Don't give up because I have been very close to giving up for the past year several times. And I'm proud of myself that I haven't. And that's all I really have to show for the year, but I am proud of that achievement. It's awesome because it's about the trajectory, right? Like it's it's a it's a low line until it hockey sticks. And I think you're about to hockey stick in this next year, if that's just me though. I um I'm gonna take this out. This is inappropriate. But Kim Kardashian didn't really get her start until she was 27. So, you know, I got plenty of time. Yeah, and you don't have to do what she did. <laughs> <laughs> one more question, actually, that I just thought of, and I think this is gonna be a fun one. And it's also something that people don't hear enough because this is a freaking boys club on the internet. It's a lot of weirdos. What uh, would advice would you say to any females that are trying to, you know, jump into these spaces? Because it can be really intimidating coming into a boys club with a bunch of angry dudes on the internet, right? So what advice would you say, quote unquote, man's world? They're more scared of you than you are of them. Um, I would say that I have made some of my closest girlfriends that I have never met in real life, but that I talk to the most through the jungle. So it's a super highly selected, hyper selected rather, group of people that have similar interests and they're not just guys and the guys are normally pretty tame and polite if you carry yourself in a way that does not attract certain behaviors i imagine if you carried yourself in a certain way you would attract unwanted behaviors but people tend not to do that so i would say yes. they're completely harmless a lot of times they're really funny and it's like having a bunch of uncles it's kind of how i see it or older cousins well said and well said on the promiscuity point too right <laughs> like not not that it's a burden on yourself to um you know police how you act but when you present yourself as someone who's also here for business i think that that really helps and at the end of the day the beauty of the internet is we can just block people right yeah. anyone comes out of line like our friend uh <laughs> white bat here <laughs> and it's you're anonymous so i mean okay here's a thought that i've had so I have found in my experience that a man can be very driven and very hardworking and the woman he's with can be more relaxed and that's, he's totally fine with that. Like 
he can have a princess and want to take care of her. There's no um, disharmony there. But if you have a girl that has found the jungle on her own and is a hustler, is like me, Fawn, you know, Heifer, they need a guy that matches that. You can't have a guy that sits around and does nothing while the girl is working 50 hours at her day job and then four or five hours a day on this and working out like it just doesn't match. So if you are a girl that finds herself to be in the latter category, it's going to be tough to find a guy that matches you anywhere else. So I think there's like a market for jungle matchmaking for those that are single, but that's just me. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly, right? Like, it's kind of a genetic factor. Like, there's never going to be enough respect if there isn't at least an equal amount of effort being put in at a bare minimum of an ambition. Like you said, like the dynamic changes in the other and the other way, like man to woman. But when it when it goes back to uh, an ambitious, hardworking individual like yourself, there needs to be a, a relatively similar effort. I agree on that completely. And I think that's one thing that I have to taper myself a little bit because I can become obsessed with this in a way that's not good for people around me like I've done the monk mode thing it's hard to do monk mode when you have a very serious boyfriend that just wants to see you you know it's not the right decision to make either so you need to watch downtown abbey on the couch and And eat Chinese food yeah Yeah. exactly you need to do that 100% complete and also like not have the alerts going off or checking how things are performing or thinking about shorts that I can make to be fully present with the people that I'm with and to just say, this is the time I'm taking to invest in these relationships. And there's plenty of time to be invested in my other pursuits, but you can't have one hand in both at the same time because it's rude and it does affect your relationships. So another lesson I have learned. Well said. (laughs) Commoner for president, huh? (laughs) Thank you for having me, Coco. This is awesome <laughs> as always. And uh, I'm glad that I was able to facilitate you getting to to share your side of the story for once. Well, thank you so much for doing this. And thank you so much to everybody listening. And we will see you next week, won't we? Yes, we will. Awesome. Have a good one. Thank you again. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy my content, the best way to support me is by hitting the join button on my YouTube channel. For five bucks a month, you get access to all of my videos early, and I'll also be starting a members-only live stream soon, so you don't want to miss out. Thank you again.